0: Have you ever been so caught up in something that you forget to eat? Your focus is so completely absorbed that you fail to notice that you're hungry. Somehow we overlook eating, one of the most basic human needs. When I was 11, 12, 13 years old, around about this time of year when the summer heat becomes unbearable, my best friend Jason and I would get wrapped up in computer games. I hate to say it, but yes, we did. And Jason would come over, we'd start playing this game, and it would get to be about eight or nine at night, and we'd look at each other, it's like, we didn't eat lunch today, did we? We forgot to eat. The game that was so amazing that could make, somehow, two adolescent boys forget about food was Civilization. If you're not familiar with Civilization, the basic idea of the game is you start with one small city and, moving out from there, try to become the dominant power in the world. Jesus asked his disciples to do this same thing not play a computer game to go out and become the dominant power in the world jesus calls his disciples to overcome the world not through armies or technology or even a talent for persuasion but in even more radical way the gospel reading last sunday jesus sent out the apostles twelve apostles two by two they were to preach repentance, to drive out demons, and to cure the sick. By these mighty deeds done in the name of Jesus Christ, the apostles make a beginning of trying to conquer the world. In our gospel reading today, the 12 apostles come back to report in to Jesus. Like good soldiers, they come back to check in with the commander. Mark's Gospel says, they reported all they had done and taught. The Apostles reported to Jesus what actions they performed, what words they used. They must have been exhausted from doing this because Jesus noticed that they need rest. There were so many people to teach and to heal. The Apostles were so absorbed in the task they didn't even get to eat, a basic need was overlooked. So, they hop in their boat and head off with Jesus to get a fish sandwich at Frisch's or something, I suppose. No, they go off to a deserted place. Sometimes I think we go off to church. We come to St. Margaret of York like that. We've been out in the world all week and it's exhausting. We try to live the commandments, to be a good witness of the Christian life, to our friends and neighbors and co-workers. And when we get to Sunday, we are spiritually hungry and tired. Our souls are starving to hear the word of God proclaimed, to hear, hopefully, some good preaching, and to be fed by the body and blood of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. During the week, we get caught up in all this stuff. We want Sunday to recharge, to refuel, to rest, so we can go back out in the coming week and make a difference. Maybe the apostles were thinking the same thing. Finally, we get to catch a break. But that's not exactly the model that Jesus shows us in this Gospel. The people, the ones seeking cures, in need of healing, who have been moved to repentance they beat the apostles boat back to the destination on foot they're running to this place if we live out the mission of jesus and our lives then our neighbors our co-workers our friends would run to church and beat us here on sunday we would come in the door and find them in our pew they'd be sitting in our seat And then we'd go into the gathering space after Mass and have to talk to them about who Jesus is and what Mass is all about, what just happened. So much for relaxing on Sunday. If we start looking at it this way, like the apostles, we risk misunderstanding the teachable moment that Jesus takes in today's Gospel. We might think the lesson here is, there is no rest for the weary. Those that follow Jesus Christ are supposed to teach, and to give, and never have time to even have a donut on Donut Sunday. It would seem like Jesus ignores our basic human needs. If that were true, then Jesus would be like the friend who invites you over, and every time you go over, there's some sort of chore involved. If you are that person, don't raise your hand. But uh, in high school, my friend Chris would invite us over for dinner and he and his parents lived out in the country, beautiful rustic setting on a tree farm, with great potential for rest and relaxation. But every time we went over, we would have to help his dad with some project, cutting logs, moving rocks, clearing brush, to the point where eventually, when Chris calls, you pick up the phone and say, you know, maybe I can make some other friends. But that's not what Jesus is about. It's not about doing more work. Jesus Christ does not ignore our needs. He shows his disciples, hungry and tired, that there's actually a more fundamental need they are overlooking, the need to love and to be loved. That's why the people have come on foot to this deserted place. Their bodies may have been healed and their minds changed by the teaching of the apostles, but they are seeking something more. They are seeking an encounter with God's love. It is also why the apostles are exhausted and needing rest. They are working and teaching, but they do not see these acts as opportunities to love. The apostles came back from their mission and reported to Jesus all that they did and all that they said, but they didn't relate to Jesus anything about how they felt, how they loved other people. There's no mention of the heart. That's why they're restless, because they haven't put their hearts into the mission. All of our hearts are restless until they rest in God, who is love. Jesus Christ takes this moment to teach the apostles and all of us that we can only find true rest in receiving his love and loving others in return. Jesus shows the apostles this not by speaking more words or working more miracles, but simply with his gaze. As Mark, in his gospel, which tends to include personal testimony from St. Peter, tells us, When he, Jesus, disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. So imagine, the boat is approaching the shore. Peter, the fisherman, like a hundred times before in his life, jumps out of the boat, grabs the tow line, and starts hauling the boat into shore. But unlike any time in his life, he looks up and he sees the face of Jesus. He catches a glimpse into those eyes. The eyes that are a window into the heart of God. Peter sees a gaze of love that he will always remember. Perhaps he even remembers it later in his life on this same shore of the Sea of Galilee when Jesus appears after his resurrection. And Peter looks away in shame until he hears that question, do you love me? And then he looks. He looks into the eyes of Jesus and sees that gaze of love right here, the love for the lost sheep and his heart is healed and he's reconciled to God in that gaze of love. It is with this love, a love which longs for the lost, a love that comes before any teaching that the apostles and all who follow Jesus are called to love with to build up his kingdom. The love which longs for the lost is the core of building a civilization of love. A love that longs for the lost is the core of building or rebuilding a parish. This way of love is the vision set before us here at St. Margaret of York. If you have heard the word rebuilt being tossed around, this is what it's about. At its root, rebuilt It's not about the rising number of those who do not identify with any religion. It's not a rejection of relativism that's rampant in our culture. And at the core, it's not even about reacting to any Supreme Court ruling. Rebuilt is rooted in rediscovering the heart of Jesus. Rebuilt is rooted in rediscovering the heart of Jesus. As disciples, we encounter the gaze of love and then rest in the heart of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, who looks out for the lost. We encounter that gaze at every Mass. With the eyes of faith, we see that gaze of love in the Eucharist. That is why the priest elevates the bread and the wine. That is why those who distribute communion hold up the host. In that moment, Jesus looks at us and we look back at him in love. Then, partaking of Holy Communion, we receive the very heart of Jesus into our hearts. And in the meditation after Communion, we open those hearts in prayer and listen for Jesus to teach us how to go out and love others. If we receive and return this gaze of love, then all who come to St. Margaret of York should see the love of Jesus Christ in us. If there is anyone listening right now who has not come here and experienced that welcome, that compassionate encounter, Please know that that is not on the Lord Jesus, that is on us. Jesus Christ is everything that the prophet Jeremiah promises and that Saint Paul preaches. If you are seeking the peace and justice and mercy of God, it is found in the heart of Jesus. The merciful gaze of jesus's sacred heart is resting on you that same gaze that looked down from the cross on the virgin mary and the beloved disciple right now rests on you may the hearts of his disciples gathered here rest more and more in his sacred heart so we can conquer the world with a gaze of love on those who are lost.